Rebuilding Your Life, Moving from Disaster to Prosperity with Susan Shereko, where we help you transform your life by changing what you're telling yourself. Whatever your circumstances, you can experience health, financial security, and a sense of well-being once again. And now, here's your host, Susan Shereko. On behalf of Rebuilding Your Life Radio and the Train Your Brain, Claim Your Power calls, this is Susan Shereko. Welcome. Deborah Gotze is here to share her life stories. Her books, Love's the Only House and Preccio's Story of a Schizophrenic and Diary of Lovers, Speak of Abuse, Schizophrenia, and The Promise of Hope. Please wave your hands to welcome Deborah Gotze. Hello, Deborah. Welcome. Hello. Thank you. <laughs> Deborah, is schizophrenia a major part of your story? Uh, yes, for sure. It's the ending of my story, though. The ending? You're still alive. Yeah. Well, uh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, ending of the book. Okay. The, the writing. All right. So so the passages that take place are, are leading up to where the book is ultimately going to take the reader. Would you mind sharing a few passages from the two books for us? Okay. Um, I'll start with Love's the Only House. I'm going to share a passage. About my feelings uh, being separated from my belief, uh, how I just handled it at the moment. It starts out on page 73, third paragraph. In the still, I hear the night train heading north. I wonder when I will be with you again. Will I have to wait for the days of grandmotherhood to enjoy the blessings I was once given and were so cruelly snatched away in yet a moment of man's hate? Or will you return to me soon, even in the twinkling of an eye? I do believe that I, too, will be returned to blessings, as Job once was. And that's it for that passage. Would you like me to go ahead on to Patio? Yes, please. Okay. And in Patio, I'm reading from the very first page of the chapter, The Diagnosis, page 27. Um... And this is not just my diagnosis, it's also about my husband's diagnosis. Um, but it starts August 25th to 17th. As you always say, well, dot, 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 it's been five years and three months since you left us. You've been with your family in Florida and a lot has happened. We've kept in contact over the phone all these years, so that has not always been easy. Your alcohol binging makes you unreasonable to talk to at times. I kicked you out in 2012 because of this very reason. You woke the house up early in the morning yelling obscenity. I had enough of it, and I had only taken you back on the condition that you would give up your drinking. But that appears to be a fight you cannot win. And then the last passage is on page 44, the first two paragraphs in a poem from Kevin Hall. Your sister said you can't eat or drink, and you don't get up anymore. So they've got you on a hospice bed that where they can raise you up in the day. They have more things more up to give you because you cannot swallow pills. I cried myself to sleep last night listening to our songs and thinking of you. January 5th, you passed away in the wee hours of this morning. Forgive me if I don't have eloquent words for the occasion. I'm a bit speechless. I write this block, if you will, in the poem. When you encounter someone you are destined to meet, the conversation will take flight as if it were on wings of angels, complete strength, and fighting in each other as if you were lifelong friends. 
I'm coming home. You know, this is a little bit emotional for me. <laughs> yeah, it, it touches your heart. You know, yes. That's a fond, it's a bittersweet memory. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Those are always challenging. So you you write about, um, I guess, delusions and abuses, this process that you were going through. Um, did did the abuse trigger your episodes, of whatever they call schizophrenic breaks or whatever that term is? Um, they can be called episodes. Um, and yes, very much so. Uh, as far as I know, all schizophrenics um, are triggered by abuse and trauma, not necessarily abuse, any kind of trauma, the death of a loved one, the loss of a loved one in particular. Um, it seems like love, loss of a loved one is the key trauma that really causes it in most people so mm. well did you finally get the these uh schizophrenic episodes under control yes ma'am i did our the lord helped me um i had been in mental institutions once a year for five years and around the fifth year fifth or sixth year in 2010 um i was hospitalized and they finally gave me a shot instead of a pill form and once I started receiving that shot it was steady enough in my system to finally be able to get past the ups and downs and the troubles that schizophrenia causes and I've had it in my system long enough now I can recognize a lot of that and can and can work through it without having to end up in the hospital at least not at this point that's one of the best statements I've heard in terms of treatment for schizophrenia, that there really is a balancing act that's going out on, and they have found ways to effectively do that. That yep. must be really yep. helpful. Oh, I love <laughs> it. I'm so happy about yeah. it. You're able to do things, right? You, you don't yeah, have to worry I'm able so much. to get past it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you also mentioned how important God was in how you dealt with all of this, because the ups and downs were pretty intense. Yes, there were. Yes. Um, my mom taught me at a young age to open the Bible when you're troubled or you can't sleep at night and just search for words from him. Ask him to give you something to comfort you. And um, he's never failed any time I've ever reached out to him. Mm-hmm. That, which is, that is his promise, that he will be there. Do not be afraid. Um, what, when did you decide you wanted to tell this story? Um, well, the Love's the Only House, I decided once I had come to the conclusion that I was right about the abuse of my children, that um, I, actually I was told I need to start writing things down because I was told I need to prove it to get, at least to get the best help possible and the quickest, but I couldn't prove it. And, um... So after I'd been writing some things down, just keeping track of what was going on, um, I just got a vision that this would make a good book and help a lot of people to um, write my story. So that was uh, around 2001, 2000, 2001, and I just kept my notes and kept my thoughts and finally sat down and wrote it in 2010. Oh, that's a lot of notes. (laughs) Was it difficult to write? Um, just physically, it was difficult. I have arthritis and I use writing my hand, with my hands and then just like 
as far as um, punctuation, like I'm getting it edited, professionally edited right now because um, just the physicality of it is not, I didn't go to school for this or anything, but um, uh, emotionally, I think it did me good. I think it did me a lot of good. Mm-hmm. It was like a, a catharsis to go through it and feel it and get it out on paper. Not sure what that word means, but <laughs> probably <laughs> it's a cl- it's a cleansing that takes place. Okay. You know, okay. Yeah. You... Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. And and how does your family react to the book? Um, I'd rather not say. <laughs> okay. They're All not, right. That's fair. They're not sure about it. They're not sure. Mm-hmm. It's because it's support. It's re- yeah. Know. It's really in your. Because it's coming from inside your mind, and they they have questions about it, is what you're saying. Well, yeah. Um, they mm-hmm. just, um, I don't really even know. I just know they have not been much of a support in my life, and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, as far as the book goes, or as far as the even, well, it says in the book they didn't believe me to begin with. So, mm-hmm. um, but. And I still don't know that they believe it or are sure of it. So, so you don't dwell on that. You just go on with your life. Yes, because I believe God gave me that mission to write that book, and I felt that it's going to help a lot of people someday. So, I just continue to do what I know I needed to do. Mhm. And when did it actually come out the first time? Well, the first time it came out in 2010. I wrote it in amount of months, put together in amount of months. And um, and then I've been editing it and adding to it. I added the poems in the back and the diary in the back of Love's the Only House. Actually, the poems are in the back of Patio, but I have a diary in the back of Love's the Only House around 2017. And I've done a couple of, of one or two other things since 2017. And then it was finally published. Both of them were published in 2019. And... um. Um. So that was the process. Are you, you know? are you still making changes to it for another uh, edition? Just, just a final edit. I'm not going to republish mm-hmm. it. I'm just going to get a final professional edit done, so it's easier to read. And there's some words that I needed to have changed in the book that were not used properly. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I didn't go to school for this, so I just did the best I could all on my own. Mm-hmm. And where is it available for people who want to follow up on it? It is available on exlibris.com, on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, um, probably just about anywhere you can find a Kindle book or buy a book. And what formats is it available in? Uh, it, uh, Love's the Only House should be available in hardcover, paperback, and Kindle. And Pratio is available in Kindle and paperback. Okay. All right. So are you, um, do you have a message that you, you think you, you want your readers to take home or take away from reading the book? I did write something about schizophrenia. That is, uh, I wrote, I wrote Patio so that schizophrenics can understand themselves better, to have hope that they can get past it and, um, for other people to understand schizophrenics as well. And I did write something down that I'd like to share. Um, oh, okay. About schizophrenia, just I think it's very important. Mm-hmm. 
Um, first of all, I'd like to say that not all schizophrenics are the same. Obviously, there's different variations and whatever for different people. But in my experience, this is what I want to share. Mm-hmm. People think a schizophrenic is not trustworthy to believe because we take a real issue to its worst state of possibilities and then become so fearful of the issue that we cannot calm down by ourselves to explain the problem to others. The problem that has created the state is very real. It is just the fear we feel scares us so much that we become angry, worried, defensive, and even lose our ability to communicate or to even think past the worst state we're trying to avoid. Schizophrenia is caused by trauma and many or most of us have already seen the worst states in our lives. It is an insult to us to be treated as though we are paranoid and there is no real problem. Not to mention dangerous as abusers recognize us and many others like us and seek us out to be able to use us for their own desires. If a problem is not agreed upon from others, then we are left to ourselves to handle the problem in insufficient ways. Honestly, from my experiences, I believe for many schizophrenics, it is a purposefully conditioned disease. Purposefully conditioned disease. Wow. It's, that's an interesting take on schizophrenia. I had not heard that before. But it's yes. a, um, but the idea that someone can intentionally, uh, create these situations and distresses for others is, is really upsetting. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. It really mm-hmm. is. It's a, a prob- much more for you when you're going through it. But to, yeah. you know, there, there are a lot of unkindnesses that people do in life, but this does not sound like a good one. No. So, are you, are you willing to speak publicly about these experiences? Um, I, uh, have to protect the privacy of my sons and my family. Um, mm-hmm. their, their father who, I write about in the book, um, and I am not willing to show publicly, but I am willing to speak, um, even on TV as long as, um, my face is my, you know, not, not blurred uh, out in some way. Revealed. Okay. Well, that is, that is quite a, um, yeah, I, I can see that, you know, when you're, you still have living family who are portrayed, uh, in, what they would consider a questionable way so that they would be loath to have you say it and be they could connect you to them so i could i understand why that you would not want to do that and i never wanted to be popular that's not why i wrote the book yeah um it was just, i don't i don't want to be popular um right but uh yeah i mean it's very important that i keep my identity private so i can speak as long as i don't have to have my my identity revealed. Exactly. Okay. Well, I want to say this. Do you have anything else you want to share about the book at this point? I think I shared everything on my heart. And uh, okay, if there's anything else you think that they should know, I'll be I happy don't. to answer. I think you you've chosen. Uh, I especially like your 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 description of schizophrenia. I think that's a very helpful um, point to make, and I'm glad you brought that to our attention today. Thank so thank you, thank you for sharing your story and the books, Deborah. I mean, let's remind our listeners that we've been speaking with Deborah Goodsey about her books, "Loves the Only House" and "Predio: Story of a Schizophrenic." So thank you again, you know, for sharing, Deborah. 
Um, I wish you much Thank luck you. with this. And so, what do you want to have happen to it? Um, I want it to change lives. I want people to understand schizophrenics better. Uh, I want people to um, watch their kids um, and for signs um, to know what to do if they see signs of abuse of any kind. I just I want it to change lives. Mm-hmm. And that's Everybody. a noble goal. That's a great goal. So thank you again. I really appreciate your bringing the book to our attention. And that will bring our call to an end for now. May you have a great day. Yes, love it. <laughs> All righty. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you very much for tuning in today. If you've been inspired by this show, leave a rating or review on iTunes and visit www.rainbowsoverruins.com to receive a free chapter from Susan's book. On behalf of Susan Shireko, this has been Rebuilding Your Life, Moving from Disaster to Prosperity, sharing the journeys of those affected by sudden and great loss and what they did to heal, rebuild, and where they are now.